This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor because it allows me to record without having to spend thousands of dollars on equipment that I would probably have difficulty using anyways. So Anchor makes it all possible with a simple app. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, Go to anchor.fm slash start to join me, Lou Mavs, and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and the Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. You're listening to the Music is Life podcast with your host, Lou Mabs, on the Rat Sound Review Network. What's going on, everybody? Lou Mabs here with the Music is Live podcast. It is Saturday, 10 p.m., April 4th, 2010. Huh. Just said April Fourth, and that reminded me of the U two song "Pride in the Name of Love." Uh, Pride in the Name of Love, since uh, the fourth verse begins with "Early Morning April Fourth." Anyways, uh, we are knee deep in the middle of this uh, coronavirus pandemic, so I hope everybody is staying safe, staying indoors. I hope that everyone's loved ones are safe and sound indoors. And if they're out doing work that's considered essentials, 
Um, wish them all the best, wish them health, and hope that they don't uh, suffer because, uh, because of this pandemic. Uh, oh yeah, forgot to mention, you could also listen to the podcast exclusively on the Rat Salad Review Network and on iTunes, uh, Google, Spreaker, and other formats where they accept fine podcasts such as this one. Um, this is this, <laughs> this, this has been a very, um, crazy couple of weeks. You know, a lot of people are comparing what's going on to the seriousness of what happened with the Great Depression and World War Two. You know, how we got into World War Two, the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And, you know, uh, a lot of people are freaking out. They are panic shopping. They are thinking negatively when, you know, I've always been a believer that positive breeds positive. And, you know, I'm not optimistic for the sake of just being optimistic. Uh, I just tend to follow the science and it's unfortunate that things have to get worse before they get better. However, that's usually the nature of things. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, for my loved ones out there that their suffering is either little to none. And whoever's listening to this podcast, you know, I, I wish the same for you and yours. Unfortunately, there's already been some losses. We've lost Lue Cuvaris, one of the founding members of the seminal Brooklyn, New York hard rock band Riot. Passed away at 66. Um, poor guy just lost his mother two days before Christmas in 2019. And he had just himself been inducted into the Heavy Metal Music Hall of Fame in California with other former members of Riot. Uh, my condolences to Lou and his family. Uh, rest in peace. He was a very, very nice guy and an amazing guitar player. You know, wrote some of the best songs on uh, the first two Riot albums. And then they um, parted ways. But, you know, the members of the band Riot V, or Riot 5, I don't know how they pronounce it, actually, um recently had Lou on stage with them and said an original member, they call them an original member of the Riot family. So I think it's pretty awesome that they would do that because, you know, so many bands, former members, they just can't get along anymore, which is a, a shame. But, you know, unfortunately, that's that's the nature of the music industry. Uh, people forget that it's the music business, not music fun. And, you know, a lot of musicians, uh, they don't study up on the business side. They don't study up on the accounting aspects of it. They don't study up on the um, publishing, uh, copyright. You know, they. you need to wise up on that if you're going to enter this industry. Uh, especially now, since there is really no way for <laughs> musicians to get paid. Um Hard Drive hasn't had a gig since we played 
at the Village Idiot Pub in Lake Grove on, I think it was, yeah, it was March 13th. It was Friday, March 13th, because every show that we had after that was canceled, and for good reason. You know, none of us want to put ourselves at risk of getting the virus. None of us want anyone to come to our shows and, you know, be at risk of catching the virus. I mean, there was a huge outbreak of it at a Tool concert. And, you know, (laughs) nobody wants that. Not that nobody wants Tool concerts. I love Tool, but, you know, nobody wants to catch a virus from trying to have a good time at a concert. But I digress. You know, it's funny because I did a Facebook live feed a couple of days ago. It was uh, Tuesday. So it was March 31st, where I I played guitar to some of my favorite songs. I found backing tracks for it on YouTube. I went live and I just played. And, you know, I didn't have like a, a Patreon thing going on. I wasn't asking people for money. I was just like, you know what? Can't go on stage and play because I put myself at risk. And in turn, I'd put my family at risk. But I can go on the internet and, you know, just try to make people smile, which I did, you know, just by entertaining them, you know, and I wasn't aiming for perfection. I was going for fun. You know, I hadn't been able to pick up the guitar in three weeks because I've been working from home. My wife, Erin, has been working from home and we've been busy raising our daughter, Anna, uh, who uh, just recently turned 20 months old. So... You know, you in times like this, you need to put into perspective that art is meant to heal people. And in times like this, sometimes, well, not sometimes, but in times like this, you need to forego the monetary aspect of it. Um, thankfully, I have the the privilege of having a full-time job and being able to provide for my family doing that, driving Uber Eats, where I'm not in direct contact with anybody, but I'm still, you know, making, you know, making cash from that, which I'm very grateful for because a lot of people did lose their full-time jobs and it's really unfortunate. And a lot of musicians don't know how to cope without having a stage to play. So thankfully, because of social media, Facebook Live, Instagram, um, YouTube, a lot of musicians are able to just be like, all right, well, I'm just going to play for fun. And they'll put put something out there, you know, and they'll get likes. And of course, they're going to get dislikes because, you know, even in times of pandemic where we should all be together, there's divisiveness and a bunch of people acting like douchebags. But that goes with the territory. But as far as the artistic aspect of it, I think people should, at this point, not worry about the monetary and just be more concerned with keeping the positivity going 
And that's really all you can do in times like this. You know, I I know a lot of people who have suffered loss from the coronavirus. Like I mentioned, Lou Kuvaris of Riot. Um, My friend Zena Jordan from high school just lost her father, which I'm devastated by that. Because she has no answers. He went in for gout. He ended up catching the virus. He died at Mount Sinai Hospital in Astoria, which is the same hospital that my father passed away in from cancer 11 years ago. How I feel about that hospital? Well, let's just say I wouldn't put a positive review for them on Yelp. And I'll leave it at that. Um, two friends of mine that I grew up with who were born and raised in Nisiros, Greece, which is the island that my parents are from, uh, they just lost their father this week. And... You know, I try to maintain my composure on here, uh, on this podcast, and not drop any curses, but I'm not going to hold myself responsible for anything that's going to come out of my mouth that uh, could offend somebody, so I'm just going to leave it at that, so I'm just going to shoot straight from the hit. It fucking sucks. It really fucking sucks. And we're living in a time right now where... uh we should all be just focusing on the science, maintaining social distance, and trying to raise our spirits. Instead, you still have jackass mouthpieces in the media, on the news, in politics, on social media, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. And I don't even give a damn about TikTok, but I, I think it's it, it's horrible. But in terms of uh, written output, Twitter, just picking fights with people and not... There's no togetherness. And I got I got to be honest with you. Half of you freaking armchair quarterbacks, half of you people out there that are spewing such bullshit, uh, expressing your political opinions, blaming uh, blaming the president, you know, bl- blaming this person, that person, you know, y'all make me sick. That's really all I got to say about that. Y'all make me fucking sick. All right, I was born and raised in New York City. I'm living on Long Island right now. Mayor de Blasio has got to be the biggest fucking jackass I think I the city has voted in since Dinkins. And I thought Bloomberg was bad. But freaking de Blasio makes Bloomberg look like a blessing. De Blasio is a guy who said, oh, there's nothing to worry about. Go to the movies. Here, let me make a recommendation for you. Now he's all like, Trump wasn't prepared. So you put out a bunch of tweets saying, you know, go do this, go do that. Go to the uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade, 
which everything ended up getting canceled. And now you're turning in saying our president didn't prepare us. Meanwhile, you were perpetuating a fucking lie. That in turn has killed many people in New York City, on Long Island, and is killing people all across the country. Where the fuck is your accountability? I'm not a Trump bandwagoner, okay? When he does good, I say he does good. When he does bad, I'll say he does bad. And I can express those opinions without any issue and base them on facts. Personally, I can't bear to watch the daily press conferences because they're driving me crazy. Because the moron news reporters aren't asking any questions that are of any importance to anyone. I worked in media for 15 years. Let me tell you something. I'm probably, if anyone from my former employers are going to hear this, they're probably going to sue the shit out of me. And you know what? I just don't give a shit anymore. I'm going to flat out say it. When I worked at Viacom, when I worked at MTV for 11 and a half years, they pushed an agenda of political correctness on the employees, which is fine because I'm not out to sleep with any of my female employers. Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not employers. Any any of my female co-workers. I'm not out to try and like blackmail anyone. I'm not out to try and hurt anybody. I just want to go in, do my job. If I make a friend from work, great. I my I made my best friend from from uh, from Viacom, and him and I are still best friends to this day. Okay, I was best man at his wedding. He was a groomsman in mine. He was at my daughter's baptism. He was at my daughter's first birthday party. He came to see her when she was born. Him and his wonderful wife, who came from Hong Kong. That was a long-ass process, but we, they, we got her here, and they're together living in Bayside, Queens. Most wonderful couple ever, okay? So I wasn't out to, like, try and be Mr. Freaking Pervert or Mr., you know, conniving at Viacom. But still, we had to do these sexual harassment trainings and all these things, which I had no problem with. Well, let me ask you something. And, And this is a question that I should pose to you. How the fuck could a company who is pushing this agenda on their employees... How the fuck could a company logically explain the content that they show on their networks? Like Jersey Shore. Like the real world. Like uh, freaking the materialistic bullshit prima donna uh, crap that they show on my Super Sweet 16. How the fuck are you going to come off to your employees and be like, oh, no, 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 we need to maintain a, a, a level of political correctness. Meanwhile, you show a bunch of bullshit on television, which are giving kids out there. You know, the most disgusting thing about it is 16 and pregnant. 
Girls were auditioning to get on that show, which meant that they purposefully got knocked up. Where the fuck is the logic in that? This is the world that we came from and the world that we're in now because of this pandemic. Now, everybody wants to be a big shot and say, is this fault, is that fault, this fault, that fault. You know, all I'm going to say is this. I know that the virus started in China. So when Trump calls it the China virus... I get that he means that it came specifically from the wet markets in Wuhan. Which apparently I read recently that they've outlawed them in China. Which that's great. And I hope that they keep that and make it permanent. However... And I'm not saying that these people are are Trump supporters. They're idiots. They are assholes. They are scumbags. But now they're out beating Chinese people up on the streets. My friend who was born in this country, who's Chinese, who lives in Flushing, said that a Chinese teenager was beaten up outside of her apartment. This is the world that we're living in. And you can't blame everything on Trump. As much as he's a loudmouth New Yorker, you can't blame everything on him. Take some accountability for yourself and don't pull shit like that. And unfortunately, you got people in the media, you know... They're not, when they talk about this, they say, oh, they're Trump supporters and this and that. This is the divisiveness that people of extreme leftist political thought are, this is the narrative that they're going for. And, and, And it's sickening. Nobody is saying, you know what, let's put our opinions aside And let's work together on this. Whip Jim Hubley and Nancy Pelosi both have said on different occasions that this is their way. The reason why they haven't signed any bills with Trump yet is because now this is their way for them to push their agenda. And you know what? Like, that's the most sickening thing that I could ever hear. It's that kind of divisiveness that prohibits people from truly progressing as a society. When you're so caught up in your own selfishness that you don't want to... You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't care about how other people feel. You don't care about, you only care. I'm at a loss for words. I can't even talk right now. I think it's sickening when people take a tragedy like this and they're pushing a narrative 
to make themselves, uh, to put themselves in a position of power. I think if, if, if more of these people in a public forum had any brain cells or any heart, they would say, you know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm just going to do what I can to help people out there. Instead, in the music industry, you got a bunch of assholes who meant something in the 80s, but don't mean jack shit now. Expressing opinions that I think really are detrimental to people's sense of, not not a sense of security, because there really is no sense of security anymore, but <clears throat> don't worry, that wasn't a coronavirus cough, it was, I have acid reflux, people, take it easy. Instead of just talking, I'm going to give an example. Sebastian Bach, the former lead singer of Skid Row. Here are the headlines in Blabbermouth for Sebastian Bach. Anyone would make a better president than a reality television show host. Well, I guess you're probably never going to get voted in because you were on a reality show. And I wouldn't vote for you anyway. What else? The only person more asinine than Donald Trump is someone stupid enough to vote for him. Bro, you spent most of your life smoking weed and acting like a throwback to the 80s and that was just last month. Let's see, what else does this guy have to say? Oh, by the way, Skid Row doesn't want you anymore, so fuck off, really. Oh, here's another one. Sebastian Bach on Donald Trump. Our reality TV show host leader is a petulant little baby who doesn't believe in science. Yo, Sebastian, what the hell do you know about anything other than freaking getting drunk, getting high, and singing rock and roll in places where you can only fit 300 people? Get over yourself. This is the kind of crap that you tweet, and this is the kind of crap that make people not want to like you anymore. Another example. Motley Cruz, Tommy Lee. A.K.A. the guy who beat Pamela Anderson. Oh, but we don't want to talk about how he's a wife beater. We're completely willing to brush that under the rug because... Oh, he's the drummer of Motley Crue. Oh, and the girls think he's cute. You know what? I don't expect people to have the same moral fabric as me. You know, everyone's got their own different sense of morality, but I'm sorry. If you're a wife beater, I don't want to know you. If you condone that kind of behavior, go fuck yourself. Seriously. But anyways, Tommy Lee says he urges fans to stay inside, quote, I got some big stadium shit to do in June. Dude, your band has sucked for the last 25 years. All right, Vince can't get through an entire line out of a song without skipping a few words and taking deep breaths. All right, and you turned your back 
on playing heavy metal so you could create hip-hop beats. And now when you do your drum solo, if you want to call it that, you're not doing anything revolutionary. You're riding on a roller coaster playing drums along to hip-hop songs. Get the fuck out of here. You know, I, I, I hear things like, let me tell you, self-awareness is a good thing. These idiot jackass musicians from the 80s didn't need self-awareness then because they were coddled. But my God, how badly did the drugs fuck up your psyches? That you tweet out bullshit like this. On a positive note, and this is why I love this man, Black Sabbath's Tony Iommi to auction personal items to combat to combat coronavirus outbreak. See, now, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of philanthropy that I wish more people would show. There's no political agenda behind it. It's Tony Iommi using his stance to make a difference to help raise money, to help doctors, to help, you know, all the essential industries out there. Tony Iommi, thank you. God bless you. That's, that's... The man, I looked up to the man growing up because he wrote the greatest riffs. He created a genre and he did it all with a disability. As far as whatever happened between Lita Ford, uh, Lita Ford's kind of known for being a bit of a wackadoo. So I don't know if I could take her seriously, but whatever. I'm not trying to speak ill of the lady. I don't know her, but, you know, who knows what the hell's going on between uh, her and her family situation. I wish her all the best, but, you know, I don't think Tony Iommi has it in him to be abusive towards a woman. Again, this is all alleged, and I won't believe anything unless the proof is out there. But regardless, you know, Thank you, Tony Iommi, for using your status as a celebrity musician to help in the fight against the coronavirus. I really wish more people would do that. So, to me, to me, you know, to me, it's just I don't like getting on political soapboxes, but I'm also. I'm not one who caters to any one point of view. I try to take a look at everything that's around me and say, you know what? Okay, I agree with that because ABC. Okay, I don't agree with that because ABC. And I try to look up the information for myself. Right now, this is all I know. We don't know how long we're going to be quarantined. We don't know how long uh, this uh, this is going to last until they find 
a, a cure for this virus. We have no idea. People have already lost their jobs. People have been furloughed. People's hours have been cut. It's, it's a scary time for a lot of people. I'm grateful that I'm in a situation where I'm still collecting my salary, working from home, and I can still drive Uber Eats and make a little extra cash. Not as much as I was making before, but it is what it is. And I'm just focused on trying to take care of my family. As we all should. I don't want to hear about people pointing fingers on social media. It doesn't help. And as musicians, yeah, granted, we're all people who pay taxes. We're all people who have opinions. But you know what? When you're in a position where people admire you or hold you, you know, up to a certain standard because of, you know, the art that you've created, you should really take some accountability for your own behavior and think twice before you put something out. Because you might, you might steer somebody the wrong way. I have many friends, some are conservative, some are liberal. And you know what? I could have a conversation with them about political ideology without having to result to ad hominems. Granted, I've had conversations with a few of them that have resulted in ad hominems from them. And then when I go and prove them wrong by fact checking them, I'm the asshole that they unfriend on social media. And you know what? I don't care. I really don't care because you know what? Getting into a debate with you and you taking it so personal that what you hold to be so true, you're so butthurt about it because obviously whatever I'm saying triggers you. Yes, there I go using a millennial word, triggers you that you don't want to be friends with me anymore. Well, that's on you, not on me. All right, you think I'm a negative person? Well, I'm sorry. I have no... Thank you for unfriending me because I have no room for toxicity in my life. Don't... I, I think nothing of it. I never wanted to be a musician to feel like I should be lecturing anybody on social justice. I only wanted to be left alone, okay? I just wanted to go on stage, play, have a good time, give, make sure people had a good time, and, and that's it. You know, I'm not out to push any kind of agenda. And if people misunderstand what I'm saying here and saying, you know, that I'm pro-Trump or I'm an alt-rider, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. You can have your opinions on the president. But to put the sole responsibility on him for our lack of preparedness. Meanwhile, the guy was getting impeached right before this happened. So, you know, 
I just think the whole thing is asinine. You know, he's he, he's in the middle of getting impeached by um, Nancy Pelosi, who's going around telling everyone, oh, we're safe, we're safe, go ahead. And then the moment that there's a quarantine and a lockdown, it's Trump's fault. I mean, I would hope that people would just see through the bullshit. Granted, I've seen people help their neighbors, which is a beautiful thing. And then I'm, you know, I'm hearing things like this and I'm hearing things like, you know, Chinese teenagers getting beaten up on their streets. What is wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you? All right, it's not, it's, this, this is the kind of thing that makes me want to tune out from the world. Because it's like, we can't have a discussion without saying, you know what, I was wrong about that. You know what, I feel differently about it, but I'll put my feelings aside because I just want to help the situation. But no, nobody wants to do that because we're still stuck in this um, sense of entitlement, this, this, this selfish culture, me, me, me. And that's all people care about. And it's like, if you're wrong, well, you're uh, a homophobe, or you're a racist, or you're uh, misogynistic or whatever. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm just trying to get by and make sure that my family's okay. You can say what you want about me. I really don't care. But I refuse to stoop down to your level. But I will call you out on your bullshit. That's something that I will do. So I'm calling out all the people out there that are blasting social media with hateful rhetoric. And just all I'm going to say is this. Man the fuck up and stop your bullshit because we're all going to suffer from this if you don't put it aside just temporarily so we could get through this. I'm saying this as a husband. I'm saying this as a father. I'm saying this as a person who works a full-time job a part-time job, and plays music on the weekends to take care of his family. I'm saying this as a fucking man. Stop the bullshit before it gets us all killed. End this divisive crap. And let's just be united even for a little while till we get through this. And I'm going to leave it at that. I wish the best for everybody out there. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I don't want to see anyone get caught up in violence. I don't want to see anyone get caught up in death, in pain. I don't want that. You know, and if people want to, you know, join in with me on that, thank you. 
If not, stay out of my way. That's all I got to say about that. I don't know if there's going to be a Long Island music scene when this is all over. And if there isn't, I'm still going to play. Whether it's on Facebook, trying to cheer people up, make them forget about the crap that's going on right now. I'm still going to play. But if there is something left, but it's very few and far between, well, I'm going to do my part and help out wherever I can. Because it's the right thing to do. So, that's all I really got to say. And, you know, like I said, I just wish, I just wish the best for everyone. All right. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to see any more suffering. It's unfortunate that it has to get worse before it gets better, but stay indoors, everybody. Wear your mask, wear your gloves, practice social distancing, just stay indoors. And for the love of God, please, just please be careful. That's that's all I could ask. Anyways, so I want to plug a couple of uh, other uh, podcasts out there. I um, want to give a big shout out to Wayne and Greg and Nate over at Rat Salad Review Podcast for having me on the show recently. Guys, thanks for having me on. It was a blast. We got to discuss our six least favorite album covers. <laughs> I picked some good ones. Um, big shout out to J-Cap Morris and Yakuza Kick Radio. And, uh, oh, by the way, fuck MDK. <laughs> Bunch of grown-ass men acting like they're in the gang of a deathmatch wrestler. You're not a gang. You're a bunch of jackasses living in your mother's basements. Get over yourselves. Um, big shout out to Ralph Vieira of Vieira Vaults and listen to Diabolus in Podcastica with Wadzilla and, uh, Josh Toomey. Listen to Aaron and Chris over at Decibel Geek and also to Eric Adams over at Beyond Bushido and I think that, oh yeah. Talking Maiden with uh, Josh and Nesbitt. Give those guys a listen. They just did a five-part review on Brave New World. And I suggest you seriously check out their uh, episodes where they review all the Maiden albums. Very, very insightful and entertaining. Once again, this is Lou Mavs. And for the record, I come to you with no political agenda. I come to you without trying to push any political narrative. I'm just coming to you with a sense of self-awareness and humanity and saying, please, everyone, let's just put the bullshit aside and let's just try and get through this as quickly and peacefully as possible so that we don't lose any more lives. Be careful out there. Be safe. If you can, just stay indoors and 
I wish you all the best. This is Lou Mavs, Music is Live podcast, signing off. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Schmackamagob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, The Timo Tolki podcast, and The Great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatsoundReview.com or search Review on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 